0: He said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie and i'm jackie and we don't care if you're here for the right reasons because
1: you know what we're just happy you're here exactly exactly couldn't have said it better myself so just join us as we talk shit about our favorite show it's a good time we're just going to change up the variation see how many ways different ways we could say the same phrase like honestly yeah because i feel like we got into such a routine with it but then it started to become robotic and so i want people to know we are recording it fresh every single time fun fact wasn't there one time we had to reuse it one though yeah, oh, yeah we did. We forgot us. to do the opening. <laughs> Here's a, the biggest secret of my life. We forgot to do an opening, so then I used one from a previous episode, and no one noticed. No one even noticed. Now people are going to start listening for it,
0: but we'll never do it again. Anyway, this is a long intro. On with the show. All right, guys, let's creep. So... Most of you guys know we dropped a recap episode on Tuesday and there was something that we say in the Tuesday Eve recap that I think we're completely wrong on. (laughs) Basically when I was like, does she, when he goes to her room and says that he's going to tell Katie that they had sex and then she says, I didn't realize you were such a baller. I don't think she said that. I think she said, I didn't realize you were so bothered, which makes a lot more fucking sense.
1: Oh,
0: that does make a lot more sense. The fact that both of us couldn't figure that out, I feel really dumb. And I rewound it and I played it again. And the only thing that came to my mind was baller because I am very hip. So that's where my mind goes. Right. Young, fresh, hip, millennial. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could relate to the Gabbies of the world, but turns out I can't because she was saying, I didn't realize you were so bothered, which paints the bigger picture. Totally, that adds a lot more color. And she took it that he was, it was coming off like he was bothered, which is not great either. That's a shitty feeling to feel the morning after you have sex with a guy.
1: Absolutely. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. Next time I'll watch with the captions on. Thanks for the tip. But we know also captions are sometimes wrong too, right? Well, yeah. Well, they're not wrong. They just make little jokes. We had mentioned in our Crystal interview that the captions were like poking jokes at her voice and they would literally say like normal voice and then it would like switch to, to like her other voice because she had she talked about this in the interview but she had had a lot of vocal strain because she's a, a fitness coach but anyway so the captions i don't know who's writing them but yeah sometimes they can be wrong i guess sometimes they can make little jokes who's to say you know what
0: after this recording i'm going to go to the tv put on closed captioning watch that scene and i will report back and get to the bottom of this
1: what if it says baller though
0: Well, you know what? If it says baller, you better believe I'm going to be retracting this statement because then we were right. And in which case I would want to make that known. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hi, Stephanie from the future here confirming that it was in fact bothered. Back to the show. It's the smarter option. It makes way more sense. (laughs) sense. But okay. So if you haven't checked out our recap, it's a doozy because that episode was a doozy. So go check that out. That dropped Mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday morning. So did you see that? So Katie Thurston's doing stand up comedy. The only thing I don't like about that is that she doesn't do it in New York. I would love to go see her do this. Um, But in one of her comedy skits, she pokes fun at Blake Moynes. So I'm going to play the Mm -hmm. little clip.
2: Uh, anyone go through their whole phase already? Yes? She's like, ah huh. You just wanna like, F- a bunch of guys?
1: Are you in your whole phase now, or? No, I'm actually engaged. Oh, congratulations. How long? A year. A y- okay, so what's taking so long?
3: Money off. That's fair, that's fair. See, my engagement, it was uh, fake, so that was what took me so long.
1: Was it fake? I mean, according to Katie, I guess it was. The thing is, it's like, I don't know if it's just easier to like hindsight's always 2020. And I don't know if it's just easier to look back on it and be like, oh yeah, that was fake. Like I was on a show. What was I thinking? I was so wrapped up in it, as opposed to what she actually felt in the moment, especially knowing what had happened in the aftermath. Like her being with Blake and then her being with John Hershey and all Aww. that. Like there was so much drama. I forgot I know I forgot about John Hershey till this very moment. And um Yeah, so I don't really know if that's how she really feels or if just, like, in hindsight, she's like, yeah, no, that was a crazy time in my life. Remember that one time I was on this show? Because I do think she felt something for Blake. I think they initially had gone into it wanting to make it work. But, yeah, I don't know. What did you think? I think it's a comedy element. I think it's funny to poke fun at the fact that you got Mm -hmm. engaged on TV.
0: I think you should be so lucky to have been engaged to Blake Moynes. He's like... I just, I think he's so cute. I know, you're you're like obsessed. You love him. I mean, I'm not obsessed. I just think he's very nice and cute and funny and charming. And any lady that ends up with him is lucky. I do think it's f- interesting. We've talked about this on the show before that when you're in the bubble, everyone takes it so seriously. Yeah. And they're like, I, I'm not going to have time. The group date rose. You have to do this. The, all the rules. And everything is so serious. And then you leave this bubble and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? So... I'm sure she looks back on that relationship and doesn't really take it too seriously. But it's that's kind of crazy that you were actually putting a ring on your finger and then calling it not
1: real. Yeah. Crazy, but not so. Now that, like, when you look at it from that perspective, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, moving on. So
0: Jess, sparkly skin Jess from Zach season, she went on the Almost Famous podcast and she in more or less words, revealed that she was protected by producers and they actually encouraged her to not involve herself in drama. So I want to play the clip, but I want mm. us to keep this in mind in terms of Paradise. If they're protecting her on The Bachelor, it's probably because they want to really have her be a frontrunner in Paradise, because normally they push people to get in drama.
1: We had also talked about the potential of, like, they were kind of setting Jess up for some sort of heartbreak Bachelorette edit as well in The Women Tell All. Like, Obviously, charity was announced then, but I think they like to have multiple options. and I do think Jess was in the mix there, but it's so strange to me because I didn't find her memorable on Zach's season. Mm-hmm. so I, i'm I'm just curious, like, why her out of all the other women because Zach has had some amazing I'm mean, not that Jess is not amazing. She's also amazing, but like i don't, I'm just curious why her. Mm. It seems kind of random. Yeah, uh, we also don't know if producers also protected
0: Ariel, Katie, and Gabby because they also weren't involved in drama and charity as well. Yeah. So here's the clip and here's what she specifically said.
3: You know, there was a part like in the Bahamas where I tried to speak up about the Kylie and Anastasia situation and I was told that it's not my place to. So I think then moving on, like I just kind of realized it's not, if it's not- Who told you that? um I'm not, am i allowed people i I'm allowed to say not say. people told you that you weren't allowed to get involved in that drama yeah so they're either having her
0: best interest they're not you yeah. hear yeah, it you either do it or you just, don't it's
3: one of those which i understand it's not my place to speak on um so it was just one of those things where i like if i wasn't passionate on something i, I wasn't gonna the voice my opinion um but i guess it's luck um when the whole thing with cat and brooklyn happened i did speak with her privately about it and explain to her how it was wrong and um you know we were roommates so that's how i was able to do that because we were together in a room um or else that would have been filmed and aired but we were so it's just i guess it's luck in those situations
1: it is absolutely not luck. No, it's 100% it's it's not strategic. luck. strategic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's very obvious to me that after hearing that, like, she is a protected person in this little show. I wonder if she will be one of the first people out on Paradise and they'll kind of frame her as like, you know, I had this heartbreak with Zach and all this stuff and now I'm so desirable here. So I like her. We'll see. I do too. And I think it's interesting she touched on she did get sort of involved in the cat drama, but they she got to do
0: it in private. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Brooklyn was the one going head to head with her and being like the antagonist to Kat. Yeah. Interesting that you got totally. to do that behind the scenes and interesting that they didn't air that because I mean there's obviously times where you're not you're not mic'd up 24/7 but like odds are a microphone could have picked up that conversation. So why didn't we air that?
1: Very interesting. Do you think the front
0: runners in Paradise like how they bring like Raven down first or Jade or like they mm-hmm. always bring down like a uh like a top five, top four person. Yeah. Do you
1: think they always succeed on the beach because p- other people want to date them, or because producers push that? I, I think it's probably more the second one, honestly. Producers pushing it and protecting those couples, like um, like a Brandon and. But the thing is, it's like I think it, it can be both. But I think if you have production on your side, you're you're just like golden, like a Brandon and Serene. Like I really think nothing really got in between them. And I don't think that that is a coincidence because shit's coming in between couples literally all the time. You're telling me no one else in the hotel was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of interested in Serene. Oh, I'm kind of interested in Brandon. But they never put those people down there. They have like a whole hotel of people who they can just throw in to ruin any relationship at any time.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. But even like as a single person though, I'm thinking Raven, she comes down as the, Mm -hmm. the runner up and Literally yeah. every single guy on the beach wanted to date her. Raven's an amazing woman. I'm not surprised, but I also wonder like one, do people want to date the front runners from the previous season?
1: Well, also they have the most followers and they're the most popular too. So there's that aspect as well. I think it's, it's it's all, all those things are true. I
0: think it's a mix. Actually, later this episode, Sydney from Colton season talks about like the hierarchy on the beach because she went to paradise. She actually dated Mike Johnson in paradise, but i pretty sure one of us flat out asks her if she thinks that people go after, I guess, more recognizable names yeah. from the show. And it's interesting to hear
1: her take on that. So stay tuned for that later in the episode. Okay, uh, moving on. There was kind of an awkward interaction between Caitlin and Jason on her Instagram post over the weekend. And the gist is Caitlin posted a photo of herself and made some comment about you know, her alter ego is a snake like Raquel. And if you don't know what that's referencing, there's been a lot of drama surrounding Vanderpump rules in the past few weeks because on that reality show, Raquel is someone who was sleeping with someone's long-term boyfriend. It all shit all kind of hits the fan and, and Raquel was the other woman in the situation. And Jason commented on this photo... Very publicly. Oh, I need to pull it up because I only have her screen Also, isn't
0: she also wearing, she's wearing snake skin too. That's important.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's not outwardly calling herself a snake. Well, it, but she says like my alter ego is something like Raquel, like a snake. Calling Raquel a snake. Okay, so she was wearing like a, a whole all snake skin outfit. And her initial caption was, London Ultra Ego Activated. Her name is Raquel because she's a snake. Basically saying like my alter ego is Raquel and it's a snake and I'm wearing all snake. Which, you know... I am I'm currently plowing through Vanderpump rules I'm not all caught up on the drama but I just don't think it's like nice to call out another woman in this situation and Jason commented publicly and said it's been a tough go for Raquel's in the past couple weeks maybe a different ultra ego name while you're over there with a crying smiley face, kind of calling her out for saying this about Raquel. And a lot of people agreed, but then Caitlyn responded to that comment saying, this could have been a text, dot, 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 dot. And the thing that's really interesting is when people posted this in the Facebook group, this was before Caitlyn had responded. And that was my immediate reaction. Like, oh my God, if my fiance put me on blast publicly, first off, if we're public figures and everyone's watching our every move, and my fiance publicly like criticized my caption and kind of called me out in that way as opposed to texting me privately I would be so hurt and so upset and and then that's exactly what Caitlyn said like this could have been a text you don't need to publicly put me on blast for th-. and then she changed the caption so clearly to, what? to just rem- it just said London alter ego activated so she removed the whole <gasps> snake Raquel thing
0: yeah wait okay so Behind the scenes here, Jackie wanted to do this story. I didn't really think there was much to it. I didn't hear this last update, so she told me about it, and now Mm -hmm.
2: here we are talking about it.
0: But that changes the whole story now. That's wild. So, like, what he said made her change it. So, obviously, he was either serious and just put a laughing, crying emoji. Maybe he was nervous that by calling herself Raquel, it implies that... I'm sure someone on Reddit would take that to mean, like, oh, is she cheating?
1: Because, yeah, like, someone could wasn't definitely, Raquel the like, other woman? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's
0: stupid and that's a major leap. But, like, I'm sure they're hyper-aware of the fact that rumors can start.
1: Yeah, but it like seems that. like he was more, like, in defense of Raquel, saying, like, it's been a tough go for Raquel's in the last couple weeks. Basically saying, like, lay off this girl. Like, whatever, you know, whatever the situation is there over at sir, like, you know, cheating happens and it's not right, but it's messy. Like, don't shit on Raquel. Who knows what the situation was? Well, I took his te- his caption to be: you can name your
0: alter ego any name in the world, and you chose the name that is currently famous for cheating, like present,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. presently famous for cheating.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I took it as. Oh, like, yeah. couldn't you be like alter ego,
1: Susie, activated? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, there's a million names in the world. Could have been literally any other name. Plenty are lovely for an alt. Ultra-ego. Also, she keeps saying ultra-ego. Isn't it alter-ego? Really? I thought you just said it wrong before, and I was like, did she misspeak no, or am no. no oh, wait, I Actually, she, she also edited this part. So, in the first one, it says, London ultra-ego activated. And then when she changes it, it's London ultra-ego activated. So, I guess she also made a typo, too. But whatever. Jason's like, babe. This <laughs> is a <laughs> so messy is so Just delete the whole post. Up. But yeah, I mean, it's a little... Yeah. Cringy. But I mean, positive takeaways. Her snake outfit was amazing. She yeah. looked so good. Yeah, I just don't know what to make of, like on one hand, I'm like, oh my god, it's so awkward that this is like publicly happening. Clearly, it looks like there's some sort of tension here. But then on the other hand, I'm like, they are such public people. And people have been kind of discussing, you know, where they are in their relationship at this point that like for them to so publicly do this, maybe they're like joking with each other. I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, I think there very much could be um this
1: could very much be just, like, tongue-in-cheek jokes. Tongue-in-cheek jokes or getting people talking because they know that this has been a topic of conversation, so they're like, all right, let's lean in. But then the fact that she changed the caption, I'm like, oh, so you knew this was... Yeah. Well, also, she called it
0: an ultra-ego,
1: so... Right. gotta you fix, gotta the fix title that at least. <laughs>
0: Regardless. Um, Moving on, because that was a very creep-style creep. Style creep. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we just talk about news, but, like, that is, like, what we said we were going to do from the very beginning, yeah. going into the comments section. So our next creep is actually going into the comments section as well. So Gabby, the one that Zach's left with, mm-hmm. uh, a fan calls her out for deleting comments, and you know how I feel about this, Gabby responds to the fan and says, yes, I am because I don't need negativity and hate on my page. It's so unnecessary and unkind. There's no reason to put others down. Get off my page if you don't like me. And I just wanted to take a quick round of applause for Gabby because guys, protect your peace. I feel so strongly about this and I think... Once again, the people that go and check on the status of their comments are the real losers here. And delete any fucking thing you want. So, also, what hate could you possibly be giving to Gabby after that episode? If anything, she's the victim in the situation. Totally. Zach, I mean, don't give hate comments to anyone. But, like, (laughs) come on, Zach's the real
1: villain here. No, I know. Yeah, I don't know what people... I'm sure someone on the internet will find something to, you know, go crazy about. But, yeah, I... No one is entitled to read your nasty comment about them. Like, you don't get to force people's eyeballs to read whatever you have to say. But you said it best. Those people are such losers.
0: And I'm happy that Gabby, who has a platform, is standing on that. Mm -hmm. Because that's a good message to spread to people. If you see something in your face and you don't want it there, fucking delete it. Totally. Come check on the status of your comment and get
1: a life while you're at it, okay? (laughs) Moving on. So another way to protect your peace, if you are looking for something to just chill out or if you're like me and have trouble sleeping and are looking for something that can help you fall asleep, I highly recommend you guys check out Lumi Labs THC gummies. Stephanie, tell them what they're all about. Yeah, they're called Microdose Gummies, and lucky for
0: us, our show is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, they deliver the perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you relax at the end of the day, so if you're getting nasty comments on Instagram, you could delete them and then go take typically like half a gummy, I'd say. I've taken half of a gummy, and I feel like that's kind of the sweet spot for me. These gummies do exactly what I want them to do. I've been vocal about my anxiety, and just a tiny dose of this THC has really worked with the anxiety. It's really helped me get off the mental hamster wheel, if you will, instead of spinning in place, I'm able to chillax and let go of the day-to-day
1: stresses without feeling that lazy or hazy feeling. No, totally. So guys, go check it out. Microdose is available nationwide. So to learn more about microdosing THC, you can go to microdose.com and use code Batch to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. And the links can be found in the show description. But then again, it is microdose.com with the code She's Batch. So yeah, and then on the theme of relaxing,
0: what's the best thing to do when you're feeling relaxed at the end of the day? Slipping into buttery, soft bed sheets. And that's exactly what you'll get if you go to editude.com and get your hands on these amazing bed sheets. Jackie, <laughs> we both have a pair of these bedsheets. Yeah, I have we love two. Them. Oh wait, you
1: have two as well yeah, no, I I really do love them so much. I think you immediately feel the difference. Once you go to these sheets, you literally can never go back to normal sheets. And the good thing too is, um, uses clean bamboo fabric. So it has this like feathery soft texture, similar to silk, which, but it breathes better than cotton or silk. Cause I don't know if you guys have tried silk sheets before I have, cause I thought they like looked cool. And I thought that was like what you're supposed to do for your hair and skin and they're just like slippery and not comfortable but attitude sheets are totally not like that at all and they're hypoallergenic, free from chemicals and so they're it's good on your hair and skin, good for the environment. They're really just like a great a great sheet, a great sleep. And what's funny is like I actually thought I had favorite sheets before this. It mm-hmm. was some
0: soft cotton sheet on Amazon. And truly before I was introduced to attitude, those were my favorite sheets. And I took them off my bed. And I told you guys during laundry day, I had to put the Amazon ones on my bed and I was, it felt like sandpaper. After being on Etitude, I could not go back. And I think you guys will feel the same. Go to Etitude.com slash She's All Batch and that will get you $25 off your bedding purchase. You can also try them 30 nights risk-free and return them if you're not in love. So there's literally no risk here. Just try them, and I promise you, you will be in love. Again, that's Etitude.com slash She's All Batch, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash She's All Batch. Happy sleeping. All right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know that's when you share your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air, and you know what?
1: What? What, Stephanie? I've never heard you say this before. It's a good time, I think. Oh my Do God. I, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, now that you say that for the first time mm-hmm. ever, it is a good time. How has no one suggested it's a good time merch? Oh. Guys, we have literally why merch. I know. Pending. Someone wanted that. <laughs> I, love, I love it. Once again, from the Facebook group, they're like, we need a shirt that says literally why.
0: Literally um, why. Li- I'm But also, buy
1: one for like, myself. literally why? <laughs> Do you want a shirt that says <laughs> yeah. literally why. But go off. I love it. I love that such a silly little phrase is making people happy. I think it speaks
0: volumes though. Literally why isn't just two words. It is two words that are put together
1: that really represent a whole feeling. Like literally why, And the thing is, I don't know if you've seen this or if it's worth bringing up, but like some, something, or no, you sent this to me actually, that someone had said to you that we say literally too much. And it's like, I know that is a toxic trait of mine that I say everything is literally what it is. And it's not, it's not literally Mm -hmm. whatever. It's actually illiterately that, what's the opposite of literally? Not literally, not literal. I have no clue. Anyway, it's like I'm literally <laughs> using the phrase literally incorrectly. And I know that I'm working on it. But so I just think it's funny that people were also like, no, but we also need a shirt that says literally why. Cause it makes no yeah. sort of sense, but also it speaks
0: volumes. And, you know, I feel like I've, when I notice things about myself, I then hear it so much more. <laughs> and what I just did, I do all the time where I laugh and I go, <laughs> yeah. And now every time I do it, I hear it stand mm-hmm. out in the episode. I'm like, oh my God, shut up. You're so fucking annoying. But, you know, that's
1: being self- critical yeah and we're learning
2: exactly we're only human
1: oh wait someone messaged me and and told me what song that was oh what is it (laughs) let me me tell you because i had said that and i was like i don't know what song that is and then um you sang a different human song but she said not sure if you figured it out but you were singing singing human by christina perry kimberly said this to me
0: thanks kimberly thanks kimberly keeping us on
1: the straight and narrow here yeah okay Bachelor encounters, they're a good time.
0: Bachelor, in conclusion, (laughs) Bachelor encounters are in fact a good time and and we're gonna get to that right now. Mm -hmm. Hi ladies, I just had my first batch encounter. Nothing really noteworthy, but had to share. Not a good way to set it up. Tell me it's the best moment of your life. Get us excited because odds are this is gonna be a good one and you're just selling yourself short. I was flying back from Vegas this afternoon and Justin, Andrew, and Mike from (gasps) KD Season were on my flight. Okay, amazing. (laughs) Already groundbreaking. (laughs) did you get snacks? Sound off in the comments Mm. below. I said hi to Andrew and Justin, and they were so nice. Mike wasn't by them at the moment, so I didn't get to talk to him. I got a picture with them. The girl who took our picture said, oh, wait, hold on. Let's take a picture from this side because the lighting's better. And I said, oh, don't worry. I have only 300 followers. And they started cracking up. And that's why the pic looks like that. And she sent a pic and they're all laughing. I'll share it in the Facebook group if you guys want to see it. The lighting is great. She said, anyway, love you, girls. This is from Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. We love you, too. And that was a really good one. I would be the girl in the airport that says, oh, let me get the lighting. I feel like when people don't know how to take pictures, they're just, like, wasting my time.
1: Yeah, it is really fresh. Especially, like, in this day and age. Obviously, like, it's not... It's a normal thing to go up to like a a random stranger and be like, "Hey, would you mind like taking a picture of us together or whatever?" But in 2023, if someone hands you Mm -hmm. their phone and you don't know how to take good pictures, and also don't know how to that you should be taking like several, not just like a click. Here you go. Like, take some angles. Take like I if I hand you my phone, even though you're a stranger, I want 50 photos back. Yeah. So yeah, get on your knees, get up top, right? Get Get all the the angles, angles, get the lighting. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. this person for the lighting.
0: Also, this episode's gonna be all about lifting ourselves up because who the hell cares that you only have 300 followers? Yeah. So what? Those 300 followers deserve to see an, a nicely lit photo. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely you worthy. You were worthy. Yes. Bitch. Love you. Moving on. Hello, I have a bachelor encounter. Well, great. You've come to the right place. We went to Audrey's Coffee House and Lounge in Rhode Island on my birthday. And we went to trivia night, which Jared hosted and he wished me a happy birthday. I got to speak to Ashley because Jared FaceTimed her, period. Then we went back for breakfast the next day and Jared was there again and was very nice to us. Then we went to the karaoke night on Saturday. Jared texted one of the workers saying, they got a text from Jared. saying, Ashley wants to meet me and told us a time we to be there. And Sunday, we got to have coffee and breakfast there. And Ashley came in just to see me and brought their son. And we talked about The Bachelor. And they gave me a sweatshirt of their place for my birthday. And I got them to autograph Aww. their book for me. And they personalized it. We went with my maid of honor and her husband. It was the best birthday ever. They are the nicest people. And I'm still starstruck.
1: Wow. Wow. That is a fun-filled Audrey's weekend. I know I'm so jealous that you got to go to the karaoke. We when we went to Audrey's, we really wanted to go, but then I got car sick and threw up. <laughs> we couldn't go. Oh yeah. Why don't we
0: like plan over the summer? Or, to or go maybe again? like, a cooler a different town. But I liked Audrey's, but like I think a whole um trip around a coffee shop is a little excessive to do
1: twice. But maybe yeah, we wait, can so go, what are you saying? Go somewhere else to do karaoke? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, go trip somewhere. Okay,
0: sure. We can sing our songs. We can get on the mic and say, all right, (laughs) It's Clayton's Corner. (laughs) Corner. And then everybody (laughs) applause. (laughs) (laughs) Applause, applause, applause. Yeah. There's like one person in there that's like,
1: oh, you're from She's All Badge. I was like so bummed about the karaoke too. I really wanted to sing. I was going to sing My Heart Will Go On for Dawson, Dimitri Brady, Haven. Um, (laughs) And low-key, I'm a good singer. So I would have brought the house down and everyone would have been excited. It would have been so fun.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, next time. We're going to go to to a different place to
1: do karaoke yeah yes
0: okay moving on i have a batch encounter with ben higgins from 2018 or 2019 the final four men's basketball tournament was in minneapolis and i was working as a brand ambassador for this vip event and all the coaches and random people in the industry our job was literally just to walk around and talk to people that's a great job I couldn't believe I was getting paid to do this. So Ben Higgins was there for some reason and obviously this was the height of how popular he was and I went up to him and his demeanor immediately changed like he probably assumed I was a huge fan and was super nervous to see him. He was acting all caring and sweet and I literally just wanted a picture because all of us were a big fan of his. He commented on how I looked cold because we weren't given a jacket and I was pretty cold outside. I said, oh yeah, they didn't give us anything to wear. And honestly, that was the end of our interaction. He was tall, nice, attractive. What we thought Ben Higgins would be.
1: Okay. That was a little hard to follow. So, what Ben Higgins said, you look <laughs> cold at the basketball game. Got it. If yes. That, that's she was what happened. Working. That's the gist, right? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Like, punctuate better, people. It's real. Stephanie no, try so hard to put together the run on sentences, but it's hard out I here. I know. And, like, I
0: also don't read them. Like, I'll skim it when you guys send it, but I don't read them until I'm on the call with Jackie. So, I don't get any. I don't get any warning. She also wrote after, looked cold with like the asterisk. So I guess that's my fault for not reading that. But mm. just in general, proofreading, yeah. maybe we can get a proofreading company to sponsor us. She, this person actually submitted two. Oh, so why don't great. we throw this one in? Another batch interaction was, I actually saw Blake Horstman at a stagecoach pre-party when all that drama went down hold up. It's funny to look back and be like, oh my God, I saw him at the party and he definitely was drinking and making his rounds. I didn't see any other bachelor girls with him, but I was right next to him at the bar. We were both getting drinks. It was just funny to look back on. Oh, that was the famous stage coach weekend with Kaylin and Christina.
1: That is funny. That is really cool. Yeah.
0: I think that's a little cooler than Ben <laughs> asking why you're cold, but.
1: But send them all. There's no yeah. hierarchy to bachelor encounters. We don't they discriminate. all have their place. Um, but yeah, that is really cool. I'd be curious to see, like, if he was, like, talking to any of them at that time or if they were around or, like, what the deal was. Was he sitting alone at the bar just pounding shots waiting
0: to meet up with one of them? Right, right. Or were were they on their way to meet him at the bar?
1: I guess we'll never know. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wait, so I'm going to Palm Springs at the end of April for my birthday, but I didn't realize it's the same weekend as Stagecoach. So I thought you were gonna say I didn't realize it was the same weekend as Fox Fest, and I was gonna be like, "Jackie, oh, are you really I would never to say spot that on me? the podcast?" too. I think that would be that could be a personal text between <laughs> me and you. I don't need to publicly blast that. No. Um, so I'm like, maybe there'll be bachelor people around. Yes, please report back. Okay. Uh, well, speaking
0: of Fox since I just brought it up, if you guys haven't gotten tickets yet for our live podcast recording in New York City on April 13th at 7 p.m please do so now. Mm-hmm. Stop, drop, roll, and go to the link in our episode description and purchase. A portion of the proceeds go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is something we feel very strongly about. So definitely keep that in mind when you are making your ticket purchase. Also, we have like cool things coming at this mm-hmm. event. There are brands that are donating gifts that we're yes, giving away to you away. guys. You have Yes, you have the opportunity to win merch Mm -hmm. um at the event also wear merch that'd be awesome too yeah that would love to see what you got
1: also so obviously like we have an interview guest that we have announced but also we've been reaching out to other people in bachelor nation that are new york based and hoping that they also come and some are pretty interested and may come so you may see a few other familiar faces in the audience. And if you, like, live and
0: work in New York and you're looking for something to do on a Thursday night, there's Mm -hmm. refreshments. We're going to—it's going to be a good time. Such a good time. And we're going to be recording a full episode with Mm -hmm. you guys. Yeah, so that's in the episode description. Go check it out. Moving on. Real question. Who is the next in the Bachelor franchise to get married? Like, Becca and Thomas? Like, who's actually—there's so many engaged couples, but who's next?
1: Yeah, maybe Becca and Thomas. Obviously, also Kaylin and Dean. But also— like Serene and Brandon maybe? I I don't oh, yeah. know. There's so many. I'm trying to think of some others. There's a lot. Yeah. Who do you think's most likely
0: to end up getting married? Like out of all of from those?
1: those? I want
0: Becca and the Thomas. The weird thing
1: is well I was going to say Brandon and Serene, but we haven't really heard much about their wedding planning. So yeah, you're right, maybe Becca and Thomas. It is funny that Caitlin and Jason don't even come to our
0: mind with that question, but, mm. and they've been engaged the, the longest, but yeah. I just hope whoever makes it down the aisle next is aware of Honey Love and how they came out on top for the best wedding shapewear. So, you might want to take a look over in their direction. So support for today's episode comes from Honey Love, And whether you're a bride, guest, or looking for an everyday fit, Honey Love is your go-to for all things shapewear.
1: Yes, and I have just recently been obsessed with shapewear. I just love how when you're wearing it, you immediately feel and see the difference. Like, it makes every outfit look better. I look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, hello, body yada yadi.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, I actually wore Honey Love shapewear the other week to my sister's baby shower. Yes, this is the same sister who got married over the summer and had Mike Garifola and Olivia Caridi at her wedding. She's pregnant with a baby girl, so excited, coming in May. But yeah, I wanted to feel a little more snatched at the baby shower, so I opted for Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short, which has targeted compression technology. It distinguishes between areas where you want more support and then it releases around areas you need less compression. They have the signature Target X, And it sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. Because you don't want shapewear to work against your body. Like, it's supposed to be helping your curves. And let me tell you about my trips to the
1: bathroom, Jackie. Oh, please tell me. I really need to know about what you're doing in the bathroom
0: so normally with the shapewear I'm literally sweating to get it on and off in the bathroom but Honey Love has a hundred percent cotton gusset so you could skip the extra undies plus it has a convenient opening in the panty area for super easy going into the bathroom I didn't have to take it off
1: when I went to the bathroom so that was a huge win for me That really is such a win because honestly, sometimes I'm like, the reason why I don't want to wear shapewear right now is the bathroom struggle, but you do not have that with Honey Love. Shapewear shouldn't be hard, guys. Their products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, an event, or an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. So treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at HoneyLove.com with the code SHESALLBATCH20. Use code SHESALLBATCH20 at HoneyLove.com. Okay, do you know what I'm, like, literally so sick of doing? What are you so sick of doing? Wasting money. It's just so frustrating. I'm done. I, like, need to turn over a new leaf because between moving and just the fact that I live in a very expensive place, it's getting to be ridiculous. I need to rein it in. Yeah. Wow. New year, new you. Turning over a new leaf. Except it's April. But better late than never. Yeah, totally better late than never. Um, The first thing I'm going to try to do is stop wasting money on subscriptions because i literally have a subscription for everything and i swear i like sign up for these things and then i forget that i'm paying them so i went to RocketMoney.com previously true bill which it helps me keep track of every subscription i'm paying for so that nothing sneaks through the cracks which is really the key guys the app cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and it helps you lower bills All in one place. And so what's cool about the app is Rocket Money will actually quickly and easily identify your subscriptions and then you can stop paying for the ones you don't want and Rocket Money will go and cancel it for you, which really is 99% of the battle because when you try to call these companies, like they don't make it easy. You have to like talk to six different robots, press two, press seven, press eight, and then finally get to a human to cancel. It's just so frustrating. And then by by the time I'm like doing all that, I'm like, okay, I give up. I'll just pay eight dollars. It's fine. But that needs to stop. My brother-in-law was actually just telling me that he had a like a monthly package that was being delivered to his house because
0: he signed up for some kind of subscription. And he, didn't, he looked and didn't know how to pay. And he's like, I don't have time. I work full time. And I don't want to be spending my free time going through emails trying to call customer service to cancel. So he paid for something for like a year. And I was like, go to rocketmoney.com. It's not that hard. They've taken all of the legwork out for you. So you need this app.
1: Totally. Guys, stop throwing away money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and you can manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash all batch. That's rocketmoney.com slash all batch. Rocketmoney.com slash all batch.
2: All right,
0: guys, we have Sydney Lotwako on the podcast this week. You know her from Colton season, and you also know her from Paradise Sydney thank you for coming on She's All Batch.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I haven't done one of these in a while. So so you were on Colton's
0: season. How, can you tell us how you got on that season?
2: Yes. So at the time when I auditioned for Colton's season, I was living in New York City, um, very different life than I'm living now. I was very single and I had watched the show a little bit with my roommate from time to time. I couldn't say I was like a super fan of it, but I knew of it. Obviously, I would come home on Monday night. She'd be watching it, and I'd be like, all right, fine. Um, so it wasn't like my main goal in life was to end up on the show. But I was dancing for uh, the Knicks. I used to dance for the basketball team um, when I was living in the city. So cool! It was really fun. And we <laughs> had a group of like 20 women. So we always knew of like auditions happening or things going on. And one of my friends who was on the team had someone had Submitted her for the show, but she'd gotten in a relationship recently, so she was like, "There's an open casting this week on Thursday or something," and I'm not going to go, obviously, because I'm in a relationship. But you two, it was me and my um coach at the time. She was like, "You guys are super single. You should go and tell me how it went." So yeah, that's what we did. We went. There was it was. I don't know if they still even do open castings, but that's not really no. We have a yeah, whole episode of on like, it. COVID <laughs> or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That was super interesting. It. It was in the middle of Manhattan. The line was like around the block. And being someone that wasn't really a super fan of the show, I was like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Like, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Because I had been to many uh, auditions before for dance. And we were like, we were not prepared for this. So we thought it was going to be like a quick afternoon, a funny joke, something that we could like talk about with our friends later. So we went. my friend and I went through the process. And I guess this doesn't happen often, but they took us from that open casting and like put us right through to like the next level of casting they handed us this like manila folder and they're like don't show anyone when you walk out like don't tell anyone that we're putting you forward so it was very like crazy um but at the time I hadn't like had a relationship before so which is why I was interested in trying something different because I don't know if you guys are familiar but like for me, dating in the city was really difficult. So I wasn't having a lot of luck. So I was like, why not try something ridiculous and go on a dating show? Because I'm having zero luck any other way. So why not try this? So that's kind of how it went. We went from rounds and rounds there after that, as you do. And then I somehow ended up on the show. (laughs) Were they asking you when you were in the process, like who you wanted to be the bachelor
1: and was Colton on your radar at all? Or who did you want?
2: Yeah, I think when we were going through the process, it was either Colton, Jason, or Blake. Mm-hmm. I think at the time I did want Blake. Um, but I was Colton felt like a safe choice for me, if that made sense. Like he just mm-hmm. cause he wasn't like very, I don't know, dramatic. He's not super intimidating. Like yeah, he's, he's very not super approachable. intimidating. The fact that he was a virgin, I think, made me a little bit more comfortable just because I had not been in a relationship before. Had I explored that side of myself before? Yes, but not in like a relationship. So I was like, well, he's probably a safe choice. When they announced it, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, this will be good probably for me. Whereas like someone else, like maybe Jason or Blake, it would have been a little different. So yeah, I I think I was like, that's a a fine choice. I wasn't like, I must have this bachelor. There wasn't anything like that.
0: Was there anyone bummed in the house? Because like you find out it's Colton, then you're with the group of girls. Yeah there obviously are girls that are like, oh, I asked for Jason or someone
3: else.
2: That doesn't come out until like you're in the middle of the season, I feel like. Because you, when you first meet people in the house, you're like getting your bearings. You're trying to figure out where you fit in. You're trying to figure out like who you can trust. Mm-hmm. You're Just like figuring it out. So I wouldn't say that happens until you're like traveling like halfway through. Because then you know who your friends are. Then you know like someone's not going to talk about you mm-hmm. in an interview or like reveal some secret. Because if something like that, say if you... Tell your friend, like, oh, I actually really wanted Jason to be the Bachelor or something. And then they go to Colton. They're like, well, they didn't want you to be the Bachelor. So that, you just got to make sure you know who you can trust. But I feel like we Mm -hmm. did have those conversations. I think a lot of people, yeah, because it was those three. So everyone was, like, happy to have Colton. But a lot of people did have certain preferences, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's interesting when you say that, because I think, um, obviously, a big theme in
1: the middle of Colton's season was, Colton being warned by several people that certain people that he was interested in, like Cassie, Kaylin, had been expressing things about not being there for the right reasons. Yeah. Quote unquote. Like what kind of conversations were those behind closed doors that was leading people? I know we've people have kind of revealed that now in interviews. It's years later. Yeah. But what were like those conversations like?
2: That led everyone to
1: be pointing towards them.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the factor for our season was the age differences there. I I think now a lot of the women are very young, but like at the time we had like people called themselves the cougars and then Mm -hmm. the kittens, I don't know, something like that. There was like definitely a significant amount of women that were older. And then a significant amount that were like 22, 23. Um, so I think that was like the divide from the beginning and we would just see certain things. I was probably technically a cougar in that situation. So we would just like see certain things or or the way that they would just like act around the house that we were like, oh, well, that doesn't seem like they're here for like a serious relationship or just certain things like that. I think that's maybe where it started from. But I know for my, my own experience going into the situation because I hadn't really watched the show and because I wasn't, um like very versed on bachelor nation and how it worked i wasn't prepared for like the whole game of it all i don't know i can't say that everyone was playing a game but like there is in any reality tv show there is that like who's gonna be the most popular there's that is like a through line that's maybe not necessarily talked about but you can see like for example i would go into the house and people were like oh that's the executive producer of this and I was like there's executive producers like I just had no idea Mm -hmm. so I think like there is the people just have like more knowledge of it whether they're using that for like advantage or not there's just like things I didn't know going into it that I was like oh there's more to this than I thought it's not just Mm -hmm. like a dating show essentially it's like people have other things that they're considering while while being on right. the
1: show <laughs> yeah did you see? did it seem like people were coming in with like a strategy or trying to place
2: certain roles I just I wouldn't say necessarily like a strategy I feel like there's people that like I almost regret not knowing those things because one I <laughs> probably would would have had a better experience and wouldn't have been like naive about certain things I wouldn't say people are like coming in with like one that one guy on Michelle season who had like the folder and mm-hmm. nothing like that necessarily right Ryan. Ryan, yeah whatever his name <laughs> Love was him, there was nothing like that but um it was just people had more knowledge and were able to I don't know if that use it to their advantage is, is the right way but just like we're able to I don't know how to describe it. But I feel like people
0: are know certain things to say, certain things to do, certain things to ruffle feathers if they know Mm -hmm. it's going to get them screen time. And they obviously know screen time means you become more popular in the franchise. You can go on to do bigger Mm -hmm. and better things. Yeah. Um, What's interesting on Colton season is a lot of people left voluntarily. One of them being you. Yeah. (laughs) Were you um, encouraged
2: to leave on your own? Um, that's a good question. I yeah, there was a theme of a lot of us leaving. I think what for me, the reason I left is because I felt very much disconnected to him. And maybe I went into the whole season a little naive thinking like, oh, I could find a relationship like I've never been in a relationship before. This could be like, either I fall in love here, or it's a good way to get me out of my comfort zone. So like, I know how to date or put myself out there better. It was like a big challenge for me, I think that I thought about going into it but um when I wanted when I ended up leaving it's when I came to that decision it only felt like the only obvious choice cuz I tried to look at it as if this was a real life situation if I was in a relationship with someone quote unquote where he wasn't like giving me anything or like when I would ask him a question or tell him something like deep about myself or uh, personal he didn't really like meet me where I was at or like give me anything really more a lot of the times I would sit and talk to him and it felt very like like a media conversation almost like just very like surface level not a lot going on under the surface so I had a really hard time connecting to him and I felt like I just kept putting myself myself out there and was getting frustrated and for me too why I left because I think hometowns was like maybe the week after I left so for me, if I were to bring Colton home to my family, it would have been the first man that they would have ever met that I was in a relationship with. So I knew that would be really serious for them and really difficult for them, too. And if I didn't really know him that well, like I, I had a hard time knowing that I would bring someone home to my family that I was like, I don't really know him that well. We have nice conversations. He's fun. He's ABC cool. Said, ABC said <laughs> I should like him so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I would not be able to fake it and I know that they wouldn't either so I just didn't want to subject them to that I'm not saying that I would have even made it to hometowns but like that was what was in the back of my head when I decided to ultimately leave because I kind of put it all out there in the end I was like here's what how I feel here's how, where I want to be with you here's where I think we could go and I kind of like poured my heart out and he was like I I see what you mean <laughs> I believe like he just didn't really give me anything. So I was like, cool. Well, the decision is made. <laughs> I have no other choice here because I laid it all out there and he didn't really like, fight for me or give me anything. So I was like, gotta go. Yeah. Did
0: producers know about how you felt though? And said like, oh, now is a good time to do it. Like they had to have been involved in some way. You can't just go up to him and leave. Totally. Right? Yeah.
2: I mean, well, I didn't know I was leaving until I was like walking out. I didn't pack my bags. Someone had to pack my bags for me. That was really annoying because I lost a lot of items. So like uh-huh. if I had known, I would have been more prepared. So I don't think I came to that decision until I was like physically there. They knew I was frustrated. Obviously, we talk all the time. We are always just like talking, whether it's with our friends or with producers or whatever. We're just like talking about like what we want out of this situation, who we are outside of the situation, what kind of guy we're looking for, what kind of relationship we're looking for and how we're feeling throughout the process so they're very aware and you kind of like bounce things off of them um, when you are having conversations with them so yeah I would say they were it wasn't a shock to them that I was leaving essentially
1: who, who was it that Colton was like really paying attention to because I think also another thing people say about Colton season is that it was very obvious early on who the front runners were was that the mm-hmm. case for mm-hmm. you throughout the process
2: Yeah, I mean, I tend to be an observant person, so I don't know if everyone was aware of this, but we would go and travel in the airport, and that's when there's no cameras around. And he would be, like, making googly eyes at, like, specifically Cassie and Kalen, he was always, like, flirting with or, like, waving at or whatever. So, like, the kind of, I would say, the Cassie, Kalen, Hannah, like, those girls. He was Hannah G. He was just always, like, hey, like, always connected to them even when you're on a group day, it's very easy to notice those things. Mm-hmm. I think some people tune it out well, which is probably a good strategy. So you're not like in your head, but it's, vi- it's, it's so easy to notice those things when you like open your eyes. Cause like, he's talking to them more, he's like looking at them more, like they're having a lot, they get longer time with him. Like those things become very obvious. you are like, where is he? He's with off with Cassie somewhere or something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's that's very interesting.
1: Easy. You, you bring up the airport though
0: I was so just that, gonna ask really that. I'm like he's
2: with you at the airport I always thought saw it as like very separate like the Is girls it, yeah, are it, on one plane and Colton's no on the like other. We, everyone like production's all in the airport Colton's at the front of the plane we're in the back like it's oh, very <laughs> he gets all the good snacks That's yeah not fair. he does he's like having champagne in the front um yeah so we're all part of that like we didn't like sit in the at the gate together or anything like that, they would like take him off somewhere. But we would oh, be, like okay. in security lines, and when you wrap around, you pass each other mm-hmm. like those kind of things, or like he gets on the plane first, so you you see each other. Um, But it's not like he's sitting in. You know, Can you producers. go into first class and be like, "Can I steal you for a sec?" and like try to get some extra time there? No, I'm sure there's someone that, that does we that. of that. I feel like there probably would have been some. They, they strategically put like producers around you and like mm, okay. people that would block you from doing that because they would have to like turn a camera on in order to get that
1: right it's so interesting I feel like no one's ever talked about like the whole airport process on our show this is the first time hearing of it because I never even thought of what it would be like (laughs) well
0: yeah like is it like a group date if you're all standing in the airport someone's got to be like pulling him to
2: the side and trying to talk to him a little bit they did a good job of keeping him apart, but the only time I specifically remember was, like, the security line mm. going through. I think we had to go through customs, too, because we were going to Singapore, so it was, like, a bigger situation. Mm. But um, that's the only time I, like, specifically remember. But the airport is interesting because yeah. you're you, we, at the time we were, like, with the host and, like, everyone's all in the airport. It's very strange. You get to, like, see people outside of the confines of taping, yeah. which is, I, I liked it. I got to see, like, more reality of people, I feel like in the (laughs) airports. right
0: when you back to when you left the show really quick because Mm -hmm. we actually had this question about someone else on the current season so when you left the show were you um traveling yet or were you still I left the
2: show in Vietnam so
0: so what happens when you leave the show are they just like peace out and then you have to like book a hotel yourself or are you still on their dime until you get home
2: no they want you to get that hell out of there essentially. Um they so yes, they book everything for you. Like for me, I I said bye to Colton. I walked to like a final interview and then I went straight to my limo that or not my limo, my car that was waiting for me outside of the hotel. I had to wait there for like maybe 30 minutes while someone packed my bag. And I was like, can you make sure that they get this dress or this thing and that's like draped over this because you're just not prepared. So I was in the car waiting. They had already booked my flight home, which I think was the next day. And they had booked my hotel, but I wasn't staying in the same hotel. They took me to like some hotel near the the airport. Um, And then someone like stayed with me in the hotel. Um, But it was like, it's very not like you go from this bubble that's super glamorous and like super romantic and exciting. And then the bubble pops and it's like, okay, here's your ticket home, figure it out. And I remember I, because they probably booked my ticket really last second, I, I had been in some airport in China for like eight hours just by myself. No, like just got my phone turned on. Um,
3: that's kind of scary.
2: (laughs) That's really like just to be in a foreign country like with no one. I had to like figure out how to get money. Maybe someone gave me cash. I have no idea. So Mm -hmm. I had to figure that out. And I I remember just doing like a, I did like a buffet around the airport. I was like, I'll have breakfast here and then I'll go over there and I'll get like a little snack. And then over here, it was just like a day.
1: Like when do they stop paying for your stuff? Like when you're at the airport in China, are you buying all of your own meals? Are you somehow still on their dime? (laughs) Because I'm assuming once they send you to a random hotel, you can still order like I don't know, they probably still give you dinner, order room service. Like, when did you get cut off? Is yeah.
2: Wish. Well, no, it's not like free money the whole time because I do remember, like, on dark days when you're not filming and you're traveling. Um, like, I, I had to call my mom or, like, no, I didn't even call my mom. A per- Like, a assistant or someone had to text my mom from, like, China or something to turn my credit card on so I could use it to go shopping the day that I we got off it. and my mom got like a random text and it was like the middle of the night, wherever she was. And she had to like, get up and go on a to computer and like, turn my credit card on or something. Oh so no, you don't get to like free shop the whole time you're there. So there was ways for us to use our own money, but I don't remember like having my credit card. I don't know. It was very, like, yeah. I thought they take your uh, wallet the whole time. They'd take everything. So I'm trying to remember, but I do know that I huh. did have my credit card turned on because there was a day where like some of us went shopping. Some of us got our nails done. Some of us Went and got food. It was so there is that, yeah. Oh,
1: that's another question I've always had too, because everyone always has their nails done and they look so good. Do you oh, guys yeah. take breaks to go get your nails done somewhere where you are? Yeah, they I do thought maybe you guys do them together, we're,
2: we're, but they yeah. always look like well done, like well, dip you have powder so, stuff. You, there's no dip powder happening, <laughs> but it, there's they something look good. happening now. But I don't know. um Yeah, so you have so much downtime. I, that was the time where I was just painting my nails. I wasn't doing like gel or anything. I don't think anyone really had gel because you couldn't keep it on for that long. We only got our nails done one time. And then maybe once you get to like fantasy, sweet, sweet time, you have more time to do your nails. But we would just sit around all day and like do our hair, do our makeup, do our nails. Like Elise on our season was like threading us. Like it was very DIY. Eyebrows? Yeah. We had her threading our eyebrows one time with like oh my dental God. floss. So yeah, there's crafty. <laughs> yeah, you just crazy, have a but, lot of yeah. time. So if you like mess up your nails, you could take it all off because you have literally all day to right. do those mm-hmm. things. If you're not, yeah, it's like a, a ten hour yeah. nail appointment,
0: basically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. After Colton season, you go to Paradise. How do they approach you to come to Paradise? Are you willing to talk about how much you got paid for Paradise?
2: Yeah, if I remember, I. <laughs> um, so yes, Paradise happens cuz it used to be like a specific schedule. They usually get like a random call from a, a producer and they're like, "Hey, we're interested in you for Paradise." And can, you still have to like go to or at the time you had to still go to LA and do like the full interview and like they have to ask Even for questions. Paradise after you've
1: already been on the yeah. show? Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: okay. I, oh, I didn't back, know that. I don't. It could be different now. This was like mm-hmm. five years ago. I feel yeah, like. but still, like they know um, you. So what are they interview? I guess maybe to find out who you want on the beach and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Like figuring out like who you're interested in. I think they probably decide like who's going to be like going on the beach for a second based on those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Who did you yeah. say you wanted? God knows. I I feel I have no idea. To... Mike Johnson. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> Mike Johnson. Yeah, I think he was one of them because it was was it Hannah's season at the time. Yeah. Uh, yes. I well, you dated have, Mike on the beach. Yeah. I might. I don't, I truly don't know who I said it's been so long, but I think Mike was definitely one in the, in the things I said, but yeah, it could have been. How was, was the saying. relationship? Well, how much did you get paid actually? Do you okay. Know? Well, I don't remember, but I do remember hearing from people while I was there that some people had certain contracts that were, they were like, got paid mm-hmm. a certain, like more money than me, essentially. Like I was like, low on the totem pole as far as that Mm -hmm. is what it sounded like just from talking to like other castmates so that's annoying when you're like there and you realize you're not really a priority or like there wasn't like someone didn't do something special for you to get you to be there you just were like there essentially so it felt like there was favoritism in that and that was annoying for me especially when you're not finding a relationship on the beach you're like okay well why am I here if I wasn't yeah. like a first choice for the castmates or I wasn't the first choice for like being here on the beach in general. So that that I would say, I want to say like, I don't know. I really don't remember the number, but I think it was like- 400, 400 a day. 100. Well, 100 that a seems day to be the, the standard like thing, standard. thing yeah. before people negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know anything about negotiating. I was just like happy- That's to the problem. I in. Yeah, I guess <laughs> You it's guys need that you to listen later. to our
1: podcast. Um, right. But it seems like they make it, sound like you can't negotiate and it's like oh this is the rate this is what you're getting yeah. unless you know to push um, I, feel like I feel like if you, you knew like get. if you're
2: someone that made it to the end you knew that they mm-hmm. like wanted you to be there they like mm-hmm. really were pushing you to be there then that's someone that probably can negotiate someone like yeah. me who left early who didn't really have like much of a storyline from what they edited um I don't I don't think I had that pull or those options uh
0: how did you end up dating Mr. Mack Johnson
2: um yeah I was At the time when he came on the beach, I was he was like a breath of fresh air for a lot of people, I think, too. And like I like I said, when I went on the beach initially, I didn't feel very like sought after because you I mean, for a good reason, people only see certain people on the show because they have more time or they get to see more of their story or more of their personality. So when you're going into the beach, you're like, well, I know this that girl, I really had a crush on because of her season or whatever. I just didn't really feel like one of those girls, which I understand. So that was frustrating because people will come down with a date card and they're like, Oh, Sarah or whoever they're like, I want to go on a date with you. Like, can I, can I talk to you? Or sometimes they wouldn't like talk to me or like, I just didn't feel like sought after. So that's frustrating. And it kind of kills your ego for a few weeks. And then Mike was, he talked to everyone he was very personable. He got to know everyone. So that he was a breath of fresh air. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like finally someone that I could see myself dating. Um, so yeah, that that turned it around for me, I feel like, because I was I just felt like everyone's friend in paradise for the first few weeks there.
1: I, I kind of want to ask a little bit about Mike because while that season was airing, there was a lot of conversations. honestly, even while Hannah Brown's season was airing and then into paradise, a lot of people were like, mike johnson he's great first black bachelor this could be mm. amazing and then obviously they didn't go in that direction was that ever something you talked to him about on paradise or do you know kind of when those conversations started with him because we were always like gunning for like mike would be perfect why are yeah. they not picking him
0: everyone was and then he didn't yeah. even really get screen time at that much in paradise, paradise. yeah so it was yeah. confusing to the viewer
2: yeah, I wonder if they did that intentionally because they know that they weren't going to pick him. Uh, yeah, I don't think I had like bachelor conversations. Well, I don't know. Like, don't, don't go on that. But yeah, um, I didn't really have, no, I, I can't, I'm trying to remember. Did Hannah's season finish airing by the time that we were there? Because we would have been there in like, yeah,
0: June. well, it had I don't everyone know. knew who Mike was.
2: Sometimes, yeah. like, sometimes people go and the, the season's still airing, so you don't get to really know them. But whether, so I don't know. I think I don't remember having those conversations with him. He was always, he's someone that is very like in the moment and very present when he's talking to you. So there was never like, oh, what if what happens after this? Or like, what if you become the bachelor? He's just not, I think that's just his personality. He's not someone that like sits around and talks like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have those kind of conversations, no. Not about that. Okay. <sighs> Bummer. I'm still trying to figure out. I'm like, why? Yeah, I, I think he would say. make a great bachelor. I, I agree. Well, we talked
1: to him and he's like, well, Jackie, why do you think I wasn't picked? And I was like, I don't know, Mike, I thought you would be amazing. <laughs> like we're on your side. Um, but I do remember saying though, back in the day, I agree with you,
0: Sydney, that like there had to have been a reason, like if they want Mike to be the next Bachelor, they're going to give him the best edit possible, give mm-hmm. him a ton of screen time. Mm-hmm. That's how they get the audience excited. I thought it was mm-hmm. very telling that they didn't give him screen time. It's like they didn't want him to be the Bachelor, but like, why? I
2: yeah, just don't. I don't know. Yeah. It just
0: doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. I Actually, no, he told us, didn't he? I feel like he said... um, I wasn't someone that was going to just, like, do whatever they said. And they want someone, basically, that's malleable. I guess. But
2: then there's been people who are definitely not malleable that have been in that role. So, I don't know. Who? Like Juan Pablo? Yeah, like that. (laughs) Or, like, just people who are, like, who are just, like, very much their own person, which is not a bad quality at all. Like, I I would say, like, Hannah Brown is someone that's, like, very, like, she's probably not going to listen. She's not going to take your shit. And she's Mm going to... make her own decisions i think yeah i feel like for the bachelorettes
1: i i find that they want someone who has more of a strong personality but then it seems recently the trend with bachelors has been to find someone malleable i I, I don't know like they
2: let the bachelorette have like a huge personality and she's like she Mm -hmm. commands room. where the bachelor is kind of like a safe choice it seems Mm -hmm. at least least. yeah Yeah, i would would agree with
0: that um, speaking of bachelorette It's, it was your cast that was plucked and it plucked Hannah Brown and she was Mm -hmm. a really great bachelorette Mm -hmm. who, um, Kaylin definitely was up for it. Who, who else was up for a bachelorette that you know of?
2: From what I remember, I think it was like Kaylin, Hannah G, Tasha, Hannah Brown, Cassie. Oh no, Cassie was in a relationship, just kidding. But I think it was those girls. I don't think there was anyone like surprising that was being Mm -hmm. talked to from what I remember. Okay. Yeah.
0: Kaylin has Kaylin admitted on a podcast, not ours, that um, she purposely cried on the uh, after the final, not after uh, men tell all, women tell all. Mm-hmm. She purposely hammed it up and cried because she was trying
2: to get the bachelorette edit. Yeah. I mean, that's like an unwritten thing. That I think that everyone just kind of knows that those after the final rows or the um what are they called the talk backs or whatever those things are called women tell all women yeah like tell all. yeah, post yeah show interviews usually like it's either women tell all i was like paradise is right after this like just you know make sure you're talking a lot like that not mm-hmm. it's like an unre- unsaid thing i feel like and then same thing with women tell all like if you're in a hot seat you're you're knowing that this is your not audition but essentially like they're trying to audition. see if they can see you in this role yeah yeah, because so, yeah.
3: that was always so
0: wild. Because Blake, she had like already been dated Blake at that, but in the interim, I'd already mm-hmm. seen Blake, and Blake's like, "What the hell? You're literally crying over Colton, who's in, like dating your best yeah. friend at this at the time." And she admitted on Almost Famous, um, they flat out said like, "Did you That's- cry because of you want to be bachelorette?" And she's like, "Um, yeah."
2: that's see that tricks me out like how are people able to like cry to on cry and demand like that? like that yeah I don't know that, that that's interesting uh maybe I would have been able to do something like that I just I don't I don't know yeah. I think I played I did this whole thing wrong I think I would have gone You're if right. I were. maybe it depends like yeah I mean because of the way my life worked out and like how I met my fiance through this through going on the show I have no regrets but like seeing how other people made certain choices I was like, you know what, you guys are smart. That's mm-hmm. a smart way to go about it. Like Demi is someone, for example, who is like very good at um making sure that she was known and knew how to present herself well. And mm-hmm. I was not someone that was able to do that. So I I think those people were actually really smart <laughs> for how Well I- you were also plucked though for
1: Bachelor Live on stage and they kind mm-hmm. of favorited you in that way i saw the show in morristown new jersey um i yeah i just want to ask about your experience with that show because it it Mm -hmm. was it was very interesting
2: (laughs) yeah were you on it when we first did it when it was like ben and becca or were you doing it the second no i saw it when it was becca and then i guess it was rodney was the bachelor Mm okay Yes. Greg
1: and Andrew showed up that show. Oh, that was know, a
2: good show. Remember. That was a very um lively show. Jersey was really brought it. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What what do you want to know? <laughs> um just
1: what the experience was like mm-hmm. backstage of, of all of that. It just seemed well as a viewer it was also cuz when you guys first started it wasn't it that like the people the contestants actually were looking for someone to date and then by the time I saw it it was mm-hmm. like Rodney was the bachelor but he's not looking to like date any of these people so it was kind
2: of like what did they kind of explain to you guys was the purpose of the show okay so initially when we went out it was like Ben and Becca it was right before COVID Mm -hmm. happened it was a dating show like we were the casting for that we had casting on our bus and it was like intense because they had to find a bachelor from the city and 10 women that they could vet essentially and make sure that they did background checks and everything for those people, which we were just doing a one night show, which was kind of crazy. So yes, they were looking for like a dating show. It was, Mm -hmm. a I think it was a much more fun experience because there was skin in the game for everyone. Like the audience was invested. The people on stage were invested. They would like make out with each other on stage. It would get (laughs) crazy. It was wild. So, and then some of them actually like dated after, like there was someone that like quarantined together. There's, it, there was actually some success stories from this live show that that's happened. That's so fun. So that was the first I one. I wish that's the so show fun. I saw. I know. And then the second time around, it was like post COVID less, it was just two dancers with me and Blake and then my friend Blake, and then Becca, who was the host, Ben wasn't in it anymore. Um, and post-COVID they couldn't they didn't want people like getting COVID essentially like the COVID mm. rules were nuts like there was a lot of like testing that happened and like a lot of things that they had to go about like even to get the girls to come on stage they had to like test them and make sure everyone was like safe and all that stuff so because of that it turned into more of a they called it a fan experience so like people got to experience what it would essentially be like and on going through a season of the show essentially mm-hmm. was like the idea I just feel like because we didn't have that like drama factor. It was just kind of like, it was fun. I think it, the people in the show had a lot more fun than probably maybe the audience. I don't know. You can tell I mean, I had guys. a good
1: time. Yeah. I, you were great. <laughs> Beautiful dancing. Thank you. Um, you actually were someone who spoke out on your own podcast, just about like the hotel and experience traveling around with Bachelor Alive on stage. We actually mm-hmm. talked about it. We covered it on the podcast because I think a lot of people picked up that story and we're talking about it. Can you talk a little bit more about what you meant by that or how that experience was for
2: you just coming from, you know, hearing it straight from the source now yeah. that we have a chance to talk to you. I th- well originally when we did the tour, it was I think very different for a lot of reasons. Um mm-hmm. it was pre COVID. So that wasn't an element. And um I think when we ended up canceling we had to cancel a lot of shows so when you cancel shows usually a lot of times you can't get your money back or if you have a contract oh. with the theater they don't give you money back or like you have to go back to that same theater there's like all these different rules depending on the theater so I think a lot of money was lost and it was just like a weird time in the world too where people weren't going to like live things really I mean we we totally got back out there but I think it was just First time we got back out there, we're just gonna see how it went essentially because it was post-COVID, um, money was lost, all those things. So I think that it had to do a lot with it. Because of that, I felt like in certain cities, I didn't feel very like taken care of in that way. And I know there's like all these factors that go into that. And I'm not saying it's like anyone's fault necessarily, but like when I first went there. I was put in a hotel. I had to go there early to learn the show. And so it was like doing them a favor essentially. And they put me in a hotel and like I felt so unsafe in the hotel. The walls were like very thin and I could like hear people coming in and out. I just felt very unsafe and I was like alone by myself in this like weird part of LA. So it's just like
3: mm-hmm.
2: this doesn't feel good. This is like me yeah. trying to start out this tour and I don't feel safe. Um, so I ended up like moving to a different hotel that night. I just like got one myself and it was like, I can't sleep here. Like I can't do this. So that was like how we started out the whole situation. And I think it was just like a lot of factors of like, I was now in a relationship with my fiance and like, we had just gotten engaged and now I was apart for him for like two months or however long we were on tour. So we were struggling with that. I couldn't really see him that much because of all the, the rules with COVID, which I completely understand why you have to have those rules because you have to like keep people safe. Um, so just a lot of things. And I just felt like. It wasn't the same experience as it was the first time around for me personally. Right. um, Well,
1: but with the whole COVID thing, like Thomas was allowed to go see Becca all the time. Yeah. So how is that (laughs) different?
2: Um, so yeah, they were able to like bring, like, he could come certain times One he mm-hmm. had, like, he couldn't leave work that like much. Like he had his own factors. Plus like every time he came back, he had to like be tested and all these things. So there was just like a lot of elements that had to happen. Oh, I your fiance had to fiance. so okay, I don't know. They probably had Thomas do the same thing. I'm not really sure. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it he like was able to do that easier than I, we were as a, in our relationship. Right. No, so. that's, that's tough yeah. they're doing it again now right are yeah. you involved in the show for that time I'm not so I don't know if it's because I spoke out about the hotels um <laughs> I'm not uh but I think how they're doing it this time is smart I think that that this way of going about it makes sense I think when we went on tour like there were certain cities that were like very popular I think one of them was somewhere in Texas like Austin maybe where like it was a smaller theater
3: mm-hmm. there was
2: more people you felt like closer to the stage it was a place where people are like we're going on like bachelorette trips or things so it was like a little bit it made more sense for the show that we were doing so i think what they're doing now is makes a lot more sense and i think it's a lot more fun because then people can like come and go and if they're already in town for like a bachelorette trip or something like it makes sense to go to a show like that i think and
1: oh totally fun. wait where is it being <clears throat> so they're staying in one place now right i think it's nursing. near scottsdale in a, some got hotel. it got yeah. it that's fun. Yeah. And is it the same format as before where someone actually gets I a believe- date out of it? Because I, I think I was I wish- a way more
2: fun thing. I wish it was like that. I don't it doesn't sound like it is because I think Andrew and Rodney are the bachelors again. So I think it's still that same band oh, experience. Oh, yeah, oh. But I don't know. I think they will have a hard time doing the original just because of a post-COVID world. Things look different. But totally. I, I think if they can get back to it, that was a good time <laughs>
1: it sounded really interesting I was like oh I would yeah. like sign up for that like in the same way that you were like oh I'll put myself out there going on the show I'm like oh put yourself out there and going to like the bachelor life thing I don't know an interesting way to meet someone yeah um, you had mentioned in passing that somehow through the show was then how you ended up meeting your current fiance or mm-hmm. how how did you guys
2: meet I don't think I know a lot about your story yeah. we met because he actually did watch Colton season and he oh my would- god would message me he was just like someone he's very funny so he likes to like answer people's question stickers like he likes to send ridiculous things to especially people from the show I don't know it's like his thing he likes to do Um, so he would do that with me and I would always respond back to him and because I responded we would like get to talking but we started talking during that COVID shutdown and we were DMing back and forth and then one day he was like well this was fun but um if you're ever in Ohio like let me know because I would want to like take you out essentially So we started like FaceTiming over the pandemic and we like started this relationship. I felt like I was in high, like a high schooler again, like in my childhood bedroom, FaceTiming this boy. And then after like three months of doing that, I flew here to like meet him in person for the first time. And then we have been together ever since. So wait, that's such a, that's
1: such a good story. And I feel like it really, makes all of the stuff going through all of the shows and everything worth it because you guys probably would yeah. not have met had you not been on the
2: show yeah exactly so I think in a in a roundabout way the show did lead me to yeah my fiance so like because of that I have like no regrets or anything because I think it did work out for how it was supposed to for me so and
1: yeah. what is life like for you guys now like
2: where are you located? What are you guys doing? Yeah. So I'm in Cincinnati now. I have a podcast. We live together. We're getting married in two months now. Oh my God. So yeah, we have like a a cute little life together and we're having fun. (laughs) Okay.
1: So I have to ask you one more question before I let you go and we wrap up. Um, So before we started this interview officially, you had mentioned something, how the show had kind of reached out to you and you got in trouble for basically just saying that producers, exist on the show on a different podcast you said that can you explain more Mm. about that whole conversation and (laughs) and what you even said because that's so crazy to me also I feel like we I mean we literally interview people all of the time yeah and everyone talks about producers because that's
2: just like it's a tv show that's part of how it goes Uh uh-huh yeah I don't know about that it's so interesting because it's like obviously I, I feel like as a viewer everyone understands that the show is not like Hidden camera somewhere. It's like there's people making the show. So I was very confused. Yes, I did get in trouble. And it was like after I was, my contract had been up. So I thought it was fine to like say whatever. Apparently, it's not fine to say whatever. But I essentially just like mentioned the fact that production makes. Yeah, the what show did you and- say?
1: <laughs> like producers are there, or was it about like a specific event?
2: I think I just was not like, to get you
1: in trouble again. Yeah,
2: I don't want to repeat exactly <laughs> what I said, but yeah. I think I alluded to production being production being more involved mm. in the whole like yeah, how the show is made more than I should have, I guess. Yeah, but everyone But I feel like that. everyone says that. So I don't know if it's like everyone's getting in trouble and they're just not talking about it or I just said the wrong no. thing at the wrong time and someone heard it. <laughs> I don't know. It- I don't know. I think it's a mix of a few. I think it depends on
1: like who says it. And I think also where they say it. Cause I think we're still a relatively new podcast. So sometimes I like to think we're less on production radar. <laughs> well, thank you. No, yeah. we've grown, we've grown a lot in the past year and like, it's been going really well, but something maybe like in
2: us weekly, maybe they're more yeah. tapped us, in. Us weekly did take a quote that I said and like made a headline out of it and like mm. made an article. So maybe that's why I got a little bit more scary attention (laughs) yeah so I now I just careful (laughs) because I just don't know but I also I I was just like annoyed by it because I also feel like I most people that go on the show have like a very negative negative experience with production or like how their experience went especially after the show and like feeling like wronged by them I always like I don't talk like that about them because I had a positive experience with them like I Mm -hmm. didn't feel wronged by them I felt like I we had a good relationship like myself and the show. So that was, I think also frustrating for me. Cause I was like, I always say good things about you guys and nothing I've said is negative. So that was just like, well, that's a bummer. I, I know they,
1: they have to like, I feel like there's so, especially now these days, I feel like so many people who go on the show are very quickly once they get off the show, turning on the show and speaking out a lot more. So they got to like mm-hmm. be nice to the people that are having yeah. coming from a positive experience and still, you know,
2: supporting them. I know, it's funny because like once you go off the show like right away, it's, everything is about the show and like what all that and then after like a couple of years you just like go back to normal life a little mm-hmm. bit and it's it's kind of nice. Um I so yeah, I I moved to Cincinnati with my fiance. I was not expecting this part of my like life to happen or like this, but life can surprise you. So, yeah, I moved here uh, 2020 and we are getting married in May. So like right now my whole focus has been like wedding planning and all of that. And I also have a podcast, something to share, which sometimes I talk not really about bachelor stuff. I usually talk about like life stuff, health. Um, I go on with my fiance a lot and we talk about like pop culture things and we just like laugh and it's a good time. So I wouldn't say we're definitely not a bachelor podcast, but because people like you are experts and better at it than I would be. So <laughs>
1: that, no, that's what I feel like you bring it. You'll bring a unique quality because yeah. you literally have been on the show. You know, stuff that we could mm-hmm. never find out, but, um, well, thank you for taking the time. It was so lovely talking to you. I appreciate
2: it. Where can people find you? Absolutely. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Sydney Latwaco, L-O-T-U-A-C-O. And then I podcast is something to share and we have episodes every Wednesday. Yes. That's it. And. I don't know if we can say this, but like, we'll be
1: recording with you and we'll be on a future episode of your podcast. Something to share, which I'm really excited
2: about. I'm excited too. I'm excited to pick your guys' brains because I feel like you Mm -hmm. actually know a lot more than
1: I realize. (laughs) I I don't know if that's true, but we will
2: find, (laughs) tune in. I'm excited to to find out. out. yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you, Sydney.
0: Thank
2: you. Have a good day.
0: You too. And that's our show thank you guys so much for listening if you like what you hear make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a future episode you don't want that to happen yeah. and the only person to blame is yourself if that happens so mm-hmm. stop what you're doing stop the car and mm-hmm. and hit the subscribe button
1: yeah and then once you're subscribed and you listen to literally every single episode and you're like oh my god i need to hear jackie and stephanie talk more go to patreon we have so many bonus episodes there um really good one about the fantasy suites and all the behind the scenes of how sometimes what you see on the show is not really how things went down, especially in light of this week's episode. That's a good one to kind of brush up on your fantasy suite facts, see what really is going down behind the scenes. And the the feedback we're getting on this episode, you guys are
0: DMing me telling me how much you loved the intricate details in that episode. Mm -hmm. We actually have audio clips from certain alumni who are talking about the fantasy suite. And it's really juicy, really interesting. There was actually a former couple that got in sort of a, a disagreement. One person said this happened in the fantasy suite and another person said something else happened. And that's really interesting. We dig into that. It's just we don't hold back on the juice. This isn't hint or uh, LaCroix.
1: Right. It's like straight up Tropicana. We also have an episode with Reality Steve where we get into all spoilers from Zach's season. So if you are impatient and you don't want to wait till next week to find out what is going on, go check that out as well. That's been a really popular episode and uh, you guys have been really raving about it. Join our Facebook group. We keep talking about it on the podcast and we are going strong.
0: So Mm -hmm. uh, She's All Batch on Facebook, meet other thoughts. We creep all together as a
1: group. Talk about the episodes after they air. It's a good time. And then if you want to see those thoughts in person, come to our live show that's going to be on April 13th in New York City, Thoughts Fest 2.0. Guys, I am so excited for this and I can't wait to see all of you guys there. It's just like, it's going to be so fun. And we have so many little surprises up our sleeve too. So you don't want to miss it. Get a fucking ticket. Mm -hmm. Come on. Can't wait to meet you. I know. You'll probably walk away
0: winning, like, a prize or two. So it definitely will be worth your while. Um, Also, guys, last chance to get your hands on some Sex Week merch. It's not going to be live on our merch shop very long. So get it while it's hot. Actually, we had a Fats Brooke, I believe it was, telling me that she bought it and she's going to wear it on a trip with her husband as, like, a surprise. So, and that's like my funny. husband even said, he's like, why don't you pitch it as like a honeymoon shirt? Which is, that's kind of funny. So, if you are going on a honeymoon or you know someone that's going on a honeymoon, like, buy a fucking Sex Week shirt. It's so funny. But we also have all of our other regular merch as well. That is in the episode descriptions So, go check that
1: out. What else? Follow us. Follow me at jackie Murney underscore. Follow Stephanie at She's All Batch on all platforms. Is that it for real? I feel like there was more. I don't know. I think that's it for me. Okay. Bye, bitches.